Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hey, everybody. In order to support our show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash around and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little bit better. Podsurvey.com slash around. Thanks for your help. The Around the NFL podcast thinks Thor is the cutest puppy in the world. Okay, we're just making up stuff now. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I am joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. What is a Thor? What's Thor? Thor is Tamposi's dog. Not the uh, is it the little one superhero? It's fine. It's the only one. It's cute. It's fine. It's the only one. Not an accurate money drop. What? What? But Thor's a great little puppy, sure. but I would not call him the cutest puppy in the world. Sorry. <sighs> I'm not, harsh. All, not often does Wes come after Ricky on something. No, I love. So when Ricky, he does, but... realize that it's coming from a place that he feels strongly about. Uh, well, I you know I've had dogs in my own life which I consider to be cuter right. than hey. Thor. That's fair. I mean, that too. you are coming at. You know, an individual in Thor that she cares about far more than any of the four of us. Well, she lives with Thor. Combined. <laughs> uh, Thor's fine. Okay. Big show today. Uh, one of, the, one of the, the biggest shows of the year for me because I enjoy it. I, I like things that are annual in nature and do well metrics-wise on the website. I'm a businessman, <laughs> first and foremost. And the top 101 free agents of 2019 is up on NFL.com, written by Greg Rosenthal and Chris Wessling. Oh, my goodness. What a celebration. <laughs> and um, that's what we're going to focus on today's show, Monday. Big show, big week coming up, as we said, as we told you on Friday's show. We're on a plane tomorrow, off to Indy, where, where we will do two shows and a third show for our Twitter audience. I hope it's the same audience. Guys, give the Twitter show a shot. We have fun on it. We talk about it. And Mark's never looked better physically. So totally take a look at him. False. <laughs> take a good look at Mark with your peepers. Looks swelt. Svelte. 
Swole is another way swole to say it. Swole and spilled. Not swole. Um, what is that? Thursday at 1.30 Pacific time. That's correct. We don't bow to your Eastern uh, you know, standard time dominance. We're going Pacific. Okay. But it is 4.30 Eastern. <laughs> and um, so we are. that's today's show, though, is going to be all about the top 101. And just by way of history, of course, um, Greg, Wes, you guys have been putting this list together um, – since what 2014 now 2013 even maybe in that range five or six years um a little history i did a little digging uh top 101 uh last year top 101 the year before that there was a disgrace year mark i mean you want to talk about disgraces 2016 the top 99 i mean (laughs) grow up why did this branding disaster occur Well, this has always been on Not your mention, radar. Why does Jackson it bother number one? Why does it bother you so much? I mean, that's what happens. The franchise tag guys get blown off the list, and so the permanent one. Sometimes you got guys like Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson was fine, by the way. Ninety-nine versus one hundred and one. That came from above. It was some sort of technological problem. That that. Uh, Wes, I'm disappointed in you. You should have pulled some West stuff and went nuts. My went ham. The Wizards said that they couldn't go triple digits on some sort of programming uh, thing. I don't even Hello, know. Hello, glass ceiling. <laughs> anyway, My, that's, a his, that's I, history. I'm much more likely to put up a fight during the months when football is actually played than I am when, when I consider it to be the offseason. Here's the thing, though. Like, 100 is so basic, so you got to go one in the other direction. We took a shot with something didn't work. You tried it. You tried it. Um, so, yeah, the top 101 of 2019 this year, and, Mark, we say it every year. When are, when are we going to get involved? we got to launch some counterattack here, you and I, because Wes and Greg, the scientists, they put together this list and they get to scroll across the bottom of the TV screen on NFL Network for months at a time, and uh, you know their <laughs> names are splashed everywhere. And, mean, and, and what about us? Where, where do we come in? absolutely sailed when it comes to an academic project like this. We're going to need to get on the network another way. Maybe one of us, if one of us were to be hit by a car and be knocked out for two or three years, that might make the, the, the little scroll thing at the bottom. We were on the network today. No, it wouldn't. Up to the minute. It would not. <laughs> That's our best shot, though, is that something totally it. human that we have no control well, of. Well, that would it make it. To That's us. one of my favorite uh, Damashek questions, which is what block of NFL total access would certain individuals make it if they passed away? Mm-hmm. And I think we'd be at the – I think we'd make the end of the A block. And we're not going to be at the beginning. They do about 10 minutes of, you know, to Le'Veon Bell talk and, and I think you are Antonio vastly Brown. overvaluing And at the, at the end, they do about You're right. 30 seconds. Because the question is whether you'd make the scroll or not, and you would not make the scroll. Don't I don't scroll, know if we'd make the scroll. I think they'd sneak us into, if there was time, the, like that little minute and a half before the show cuts to credits. It's like you know, it would be in between like some um, team hit where there's some player talking about Dancing with the Stars, and then right after an ad read for Path to the Draft, like oh, and also right all the around the NFL podcast guys fell off a cliff. <laughs> well, what about if it was up to the we'll minute, be back after this? Be to like, talk about it'd be like one more thing. You know, they they have at the end of the show and Tom. No, Pellis, they wouldn't give us that. They're not going to waste their time talking about us. Tom Pelissero gets on. He's like, well, we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, the four uh, around the NFL guys were in a plane crash today and passed away. Also, Captain Munderland's option was not picked well, up by the Panthers. Wait, now you're bringing up plane crash. There's a little pop to a plane crash. Maybe we make the able. Yeah, I initially said hit by a car and not killed, just hit by a car. Anyway, the the point is we wouldn't be a, a beefy part of the show because, listen, we just taped our first live NFL Network hit as a group in about a year. So 
that's where we stand with the company. Watch, right watch now. Uh, Tuesday show. We got another banger coming on uh, 10 o'clock Pacific. All right. Enough of this malarkey. And I hope we all live forever. Knock on wood. Um, let's get into it. And um, when you talk about 101 players, and again, you can find this at NFL.com slash top 101 free agents, uh, you, could, you could start anywhere. But why don't we start right at the top? Uh, because um, this is, as you said, Greg, a lot of the, the franchise tag will affect a lot of this. So you have, uh, you guys have Demarcus Lawrence, uh, the edge rusher for the Cowboys at one, Jadavian Clowney, another edge player for uh, the Texans at two, Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle three, and then Le'Veon Bell, number four. But Wes, for all intents and purposes, Bell is probably number one on this list, right? Well, I think Lawrence and Clowney are headed for the tag. And Grady Jarrett, I think the Falcons are trying to sign him, but will use the the tag if they have to. So, yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell, and even looking down further, like the guy after Le'Veon Bell is D. Ford, who I think will also get the tag. He won't see the market. So that means it's interesting to me that Bell and Earl Thomas, who's number six, could end up being one and two because, first of all, those are two huge names. Bell's going to have to do some things uh, over the next four or five years to get considered for Canton. But I think he was on that path, and I think Earl Thomas is as well. But they're both at positions, running back and safety, that have not been paid at all lately. So you're getting pretty unique guys who aren't that old. Bell's 27, Earl Thomas is 30, at positions that, for whatever reason, running back we've talked a lot about on this show. I think if if a guy is as – transcendent as Bell, then he's worth as much as uh, Andrew Norwell, who got paid last year, or Starlo Delele, or, or these other guys who get paid in free agency. And then Earl Thomas is at a position safety. No one wanted to pay any safeties last year, and I do wonder if Thomas will kind of help set the bar along with Landon Collins so that these other guys like LaMarcus Joyner and Tyron Matthew, and there's a bunch of safeties in this crop that are kind of probably hoping that teams start paying at that position. I mean, I can't think of two players at those two underpaid positions that have historically been bigger flag bearers for the rest of those guys trying to make them more money, but does a savvy front office look at Earl Thomas differently than the third or fourth best safety and say, I don't care about the position. You're simply right. a different player than the rest of these guys here. I feel like the 49ers to Seahawks pipeline has been pretty strong uh, with Robert Sala as their defensive coordinator. Which is weird because they hate each other. Right, but you know, it's, it's a former Seahawks guy. It hasn't necessarily worked. We got Sherman there, and that to me s- smells like a team. They're, the 49ers are kind of that team that gets thrown into all these mixes now that like, they could overpay Earl Thomas. Um, you know, this didn't. This is a good, nice conversation to get going here. It didn't feel right, and then I realized something. We're upstairs in the kitchen. Let's go downstairs. Let's go downstairs. Right. Oh yeah, lab. this is a big lab day. This is the lab day. Mark allowed in? Always. Mark's always on, <laughs> wow. on this day. Well, all not days? always. West just. <laughs> I'm just wondering you know, where we are with a little combative. There. Interesting. Usually that's my role to annoy Mark, but now West. Is <laughs> all right, this is better. Versatile. And Mark. You're welcome here anytime. You know. Well, I don't need you to tell me that, but thank you. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I'm a scientist. It's, it's I mean, been... it feels like a, at best a half-hearted title, but. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Mark. Uh, make yourself at home. All right. Now let's get into it. Le'Veon Bell. Um, he's number four slash number one on this list, and uh, it does feel a little strange how the Antonio Brown drama is kind of 
knocked off Le'Veon Bell from the headlines. This is a guy, you put it, Greg, in, in the top one one blurb, a transcendent talent that we we haven't seen many players like in the century. Every team should be kicking the tires on Lev Bell just about, right? Right, because he, he's a great pass protector. He's a great pass catcher. With all these offenses that are spreading teams out, you want running backs that can do a lot of things. He's that guy, and and – People have, you know, been annoyed, like kind of the the analytics crew when running backs are getting paid too much or when they're getting taken too early. I don't get that because – I don't get that totally because, yes, you can find some in the middle of drafts. But if you have a player that provides an advantage over the rest of the league at that position, it's an advantage no matter what position you play. So if you have one of the top five or six backs and he's significantly better than the average, you know, backs that – let's say the the Falcons had last year or the Texans or who, whoever, like that's an advantage and you pay for advantages. At some point, the whole like don't pay running backs thing, I think almost became that they're undervalued. I don't mean that you need to give him Todd Gurley money, but if he's only going to cost 11 or 12 million and you have to guarantee his first two or three years, I'm fine with that. Like guarantee his next three years and, and off you go. But it- if I've got a big hole at running back and a big hole at offensive line, I'm spending the money on offensive line where I need to spend the, the money because that's the only way you can get that is through spending money. You can get a running back in so many different ways. And I don't need left bell. I can get a you, running back. But you only do that by spending draft picks and by spending it on your own players because I'd much rather spend it on Le'Veon Bell than Roger Saffold, who might become the highest paid guard in the league, or Jawan James, who might be get you know, one of the top tackle contracts in the league. Those guys are more middle of the pack, and I'd rather not pay superstar money for middle of the pack. I'd rather pay Le'Veon Bell superstar well, and, and so money. Le'Veon Bell this time around has a choice on where he where he gets to go. And I, I think the, the fascinating side to it, which will start to generate the headlines, is the teams that are actually interested in paying the money it's going to take to get him. And we keep linking him to the Jets, but the Jets, you know, have offensive line issues. They've got other issues to deal with. Like, if you're Le'Veon Bell, wouldn't you pray that a team like the Colts with a refurbished, stellar offensive line chase you? They have more cap room than anyone in the league. They don't need a running back necessarily the same way that some teams do. But but think about with Le'Veon Bell, what we've learned about him over the last year is this, and I'm not questioning his love of football or anything like that, he held out from the Steelers a Super Bowl contender because he demanded – and wouldn't play unless he was properly uh, paid for it and got the money he believes he deserves. So I think if there's anybody to bank on going where the money is, I think he's going to take the biggest offer. And I think the Jets, who I think are number two in cap space, and they love to make a splash. They love to take headlines from the the, the Giants. It just makes a lot of sense. Now, if he, you, he wants two or three years guaranteed, and I think they can and do I think that. He'll you don't get have that. to pay. I don't think you're going to have to pay him Todd Gurley money. You're going to have to say, okay, you're first three years are guaranteed for $30 million or and, whatever it is. And one assumption not to make, though, because, yes, and this is what happens at this part time of the year. A lot of people just, oh, yeah, he's going to probably go to the Jets. If, you, if you're reading some of the reports out there, the Jets have some concerns about him, including the report out there that he was 260 pounds a couple months ago, whether that's true or not, who knows. Uh, but we'll see if there's any teams that are, are – 
how many teams are spooked a little bit by sitting out a year by any of these uh, concerns about where he is in terms of love of the game. He's he's kind of a, the most fascinating free agent I can remember in a long time mm-hmm. uh, when you compare how great he is to his injury history, to his off-the-field is- issues, to sitting out a year, the background behind why he sat out a year. The workload that he even had. The workload, which before. was incredible, almost unmatched ever in the league over his first five seasons. It's some concerns. I mean, it's kind of like Earl Thomas. There's some concerns, too. I mean, he, he was hurt, and I don't know if it was a love of the game thing, but he I think the Seahawks were kind of ready to say goodbye to him. I think he's a great player, but there's some – usually you don't get to free agency unless there's some concerns. That's how it works. Uh, Wes, you uh, brought this up um, last week, but might as well dig in again uh, since you were making the point about I'd rather invest big dollars in offensive line rather than a lead bell. Who are some guys, if your team – looking to make a more economic splash at running back, who would you target on this list? Tevin Coleman um, would be a guy that I think adds versatility and speed that a lot of play callers would just love to get their hands on the him. 22 on this list. He's a guy who's a mismatch coming out of the backfield. And, you know, some of the bright minds like a Kyle Shanahan, I think that's what he had in mind with Jarek McKinnon last year before he tore his ACL. But I do think – Coleman, Mark Ingram, solid. Um, C.J. Anderson is an interesting guy coming off of his end of the season run. Um, and Adrian Peterson, who showed he can carry an offense last year, but Woo. he doesn't fit many teams because he, he, you don't want to play him on passing downs. I, I was surprised. Coleman was one of the guys we disagreed on the most. You had him 14th overall, which is a high. I just wasn't in love with Where did his, you have him, Greg? About 35. I mean, I, I still think he's a good player, but he doesn't seem... You guys even talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Awkward. I wasn't impressed with his 2018, so maybe I'm I'm waiting that too much, which is something I try to avoid, which is like you tend to just rank the previous year instead of looking at the whole body of work. He didn't quite have as much juice. He was fighting through some stuff. Like he, he got a chance to have a bigger role, and he looked a little more like just a guy. Like an interesting guy, but not a guy you build an offense or a backfield around. Well, Wes, you matched him a couple weeks ago with the Texans, which makes a lot of sense. You find the right fit for him. It's like suddenly Tevin Coleman could be a major factor. I, I just wonder sometimes with these, he's 25, right? Yeah. And if he is the 14th 26, yeah. best or even between 14th and 20-something best free agent, the Falcons who spent every day with him for years and years, and if they show zero pursuit, to me, that's it's not a red flag. It's just like, why? Well, I, I can tell you why, because they already signed Devontae Freeman to a huge contract, so they've already devoted a ton of money there, and then they went out and drafted um, Ito Smith. So I think, why pay two running backs when you don't really have a need at the position? But in a way, I agree, but their decision-making essentially moved him off the roster. Yeah, yeah, I think I think when you've already paid Devonta Freeman, you've you, be, before you even draft Ito Smith, you say I have to draft somebody because I'm not going to do what the Panthers did when they made a big mistake and paid D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart top of the market money at the same. Position. I mean, we got to wait to see how Freeman rebounds, but right now that Freeman contract's not looking too different than that D'Angelo Williams contract was for the Panthers. He's just got to get healthy though. Uh, let's talk about some bargains. Oh, some yeah. guys on this list that. Um, Maybe aren't in the top 10, maybe not in the top 20. Maybe they are. But guys that could be had potentially for a moderate cost. You brought up Mark Ingram. I feel like a 29-year-old running back uh, who, you know, running backs always seem to be, unless you're top of the top, it's a deflated market. You could end up getting Mark Ingram on your team and having a nice 
uh, hammer dropper uh, to run up the middle. Is that a term? <laughs> I'm making it one. Uh, so Ingram is a guy that that stands out to me that you don't have to invest big monies and, and big money and big years in, but and could be a big uh, help to your offense. My favorite bargain is Adam Humphreys, slot receiver mm-hmm. from the Buccaneers, who all he does is get open and catch passes. That's the slot receiver's job, and um. One of the guys that Greg and I kind of disagreed on a little bit, Jarrett Cook, I think, is just an incredible player right now. He's at a stage where he's one of the best at his position, and a lot of coaches are going to want Jarrett Cook. Also, position scarcity. He's really the only tight end who's a sure thing worth going to get. I could see that. He's just like a guy that's been around. Is it number 26 on this list? Yeah, and you're right. In Oakland's offense, he was the number one guy. Are you going to be able to recreate that? But you're right. He's that, been really good since he was in Green Bay, right. really. Green Bay probably wishes that they had kept him and not uh, eventually signed Jimmy Graham a few years later. What about if you're I, – I, I'm not saying this is a star player, but someone like Jamison Crowder coming off an injury-plagued year where in the right situation you're going to get him for a lot less. And it was two years ago where everyone was – two or three years ago I've been saying Jamison yes. Crowder is – this amazing athlete. It's just he's had a bit of a rough run. I couldn't agree more. I love Jason Jamison Crowder. He might be the guy I'd w- I would want over any wide receiver that's available just because you hope that he's a little cheaper than Golden Tate or, or maybe the top of the market. And, like, you put him on a team with, like, a smart QB, I think he'd be awesome. Staying at the same position, this guy's a bargain for the second year in a row, John Brown who was very good early last year with Flacco and then, you know, went down to like one one catch per game when Lamar Jackson took over and stopped throwing to wide receivers. So his numbers aren't going to look good, but his game film is really good from last year. I, I agree with that too. Like, I think there is something to be said for getting the really injured guy at the point when his value is at the lowest. Because, like, you're, you 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 love your boy Tyler Eifert. Tyler. I, I got you, so mad when I was scrolling down the list. It's like if they leave my boy Tyler off, but I believe he's at 87, which is fine considering – or 88 considering his injury history. He's barely played in the last few years. But but Jason Barrett is a guy who mm. who is – you know, you can't count on him. You can't when you sign him. He's basically missed the last two years. But he is like an all-pro caliber, young, feisty cornerback that has all the the attributes and the intangibles that you kind of want. And this seems like the year where it's like you can get him probably for one year, $4 million, like a John Brown contract uh, for Baltimore last year. And then you hope it, it's taken a, a swing of the fence. But to me, that's a high ceiling for a low price, kind of like a Trent Brown was for the Patriots. You don't want to buy them at their high value. He should be at a pretty low value right now. Did you ever see a team like the Patriots uh, – adding a piece like Cameron Wake and having him have yes. a much better than you think season. Yes. The way yes. They did Cam Wake can still play. We yeah. might be underrating Cam Wake, who I think is in our 50s or so. I think he, he's in his 50s as well. So a lot of <laughs> it does feel like he's been in the league on. for like three generations. He's had a remarkable <laughs> career coming from the, the CFL, and every year you're just like, okay, now he's going to fall off. And if you look at his numbers last year, like the hurries, the hits, along with the sacks, like he's still getting He has it no done. place in the Dolphins he's- organic fish tank, so it makes sense that he's going to move on. One of the great, I'm surprised it hasn't been on your radar more just because, like, one of the great bodies of the 21st century in the NFL. Why, why do you say that? Well, you're the body guy. You know, you, and I'm, I'm more, it's a more on my radar because of you over the years. You've influenced me like all men do. I think do, these men are. And now I notice this more. And Cam, Cameron Wake is a guy who I think Physically. he stands out. Did you just call Dan your mentor? I'm saying in this department, yes. He's kind of showed, so. showed me the way to keep an eye on this, that it's a, a factor. Hotmail bots. 
Obviously. I've, I've always looked at you as an apprentice in this game, <laughs> Greg. Uh, I'll throw out Henry Anderson, by the way, who I'd be very upset if the Jets uh, let go because his stats don't jump out. Trey Flowers is a way better defensive lineman, but it's a similar type argument. He might not blow you away with stats, but that guy was in the middle of a lot of uh, positive net plays for the defense last year in New yeah. York. And uh, another guy, not a big-name brand, maybe only one year where he's really done anything, uh, but he could uh, make your defensive line better and probably don't have to shell out huge bucks for him. I like that. I would throw out some slot corners like Bryce Callahan or Darquez Denard, but I actually do think they're going to get paid. I don't think they'll necessarily be... Yeah, because I feel like, like Bryce Callahan's got like... I get that why he's a sneaky, under-the-radar guy, but after weeks, or Adrian weeks of talking about Bryce Callahan or Preston Smith, these guys are not... Secrets anymore. They're going to make right. money. Adrian Amos is another guy who PFF just loves. Has had him in the top two two years ago and then had him seventh last year. But I do think he'll get paid. So I'm, I'd look more at like positions that don't get paid. Like Jordan Hicks. No one's like, you know, no, no fan's going to be out there being like super excited. Your team signs Jordan Hicks. But if you sign him, it's probably not going to cost that much. He's probably going to play three downs for you, and like you're going to end up liking him a lot. K.J. Wright is another guy who's getting closer to the end of his career and is a, a name brand, and we have him in our top 15, but I don't think he's going to cost that much for what he's going to give you in terms of intelligence and being on the field and just being like a solid guy you put in there, and he's not going to embarrass you like a lot of free agents do. How about Glover Quinn, who 2017 season, I had him on my all-pro team. And then Matt Patricia came in, and all of a sudden he was, like, no longer one of the teacher's pets. And they drafted a guy they wanted to see more often. So Glover, Glover Quinn started to see a decrease in playing time. And maybe he's reached the end of the line. But to me, if you played at an all-pro level in 2017, you probably still have a, lot, a little bit of life left in your legs. He seems like a little scorned, though, or a little – he's hurt by what happened. That like He's saying – he will retire if teams don't mm, that's treat, not exactly treat him well. Like, he wants to be respected, so don't, I don't know. Don't give that's 32 NFL teams an ultimatum uh, to pay you the money you deserve because somebody is going to be there to take your job. Oh, I think that was purely about the Lions coaching staff, not the other NFL teams. Underrated yeah. name, Glover. Oh, it's yeah. fine. It's yeah. good. It's fine. It's kind of like fine? Thor in the cuteness uh, power rankings. It's you, wow, you, I thought you'd be a little more into Glover. It's not overly cutesiness. I like Grover better than Glover. Bring back Grover. Yeah, I like Grover. It's little, dude, little I don't know when it. it was ever here outside of like a Sesame Street <laughs> figure, but Grover Cleveland. There you go. Grover Another Alexander. fine example. Well, okay, so ancient politicians. <laughs> um, by the way, I don't know where this falls on your list. Every year, I assume there's a couple guys that fall through the cracks that the scientists, even in all your wisdom, you miss. Uh, but also maybe it's a technicality because there is a uh, a Birmingham Iron superstar named Trent Richardson who has 47 <laughs> touchdowns on two and a half yards of carry over in the AAF. Uh, he's not in the top one-on-one. Is it because he's currently attached to a team right now? No, it's because he can't run. What was your elevator line again? I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Can't get out of the elevator before the doors close. I mean, <laughs> his story is still being told. I mean, he is having one of the seasons for the ages in the AAF. I mean, yeah. He, CJ, he's become the LeGarrette Blunt of the, the AAF. Of that I feel like CJ Anderson is kind of on his corner. Like, he's the... He's who Trent Richardson wants to be. Like, we rank C.J. Anderson about 75th every year, and we're not really sure what to, to do with him. And then the NFL doesn't care about him, and he comes in, and he's awesome. Like, he's the overweight guy that's actually really talented that Trent Richardson wishes he was. What 
Yeah, I think it's interesting that Trent Richardson basically averages the same exact yards per carry in this lower league that he averaged in the NFL. He's consistent. I and did notice. Jim Brown was wrong because he didn't think he'd be a consistent player. I mean, not to get too far off uh, the map, but Met- yeah. Zach Mettenberger benched uh, tough perf- another tough performance. I mean, Christian Hackenberg. Christian Hackenberg. Mettenberg right? soared. That's what I meant. I feel like we're a Roto World podcast. Those guys are up all night chewing up tape. I think, well, they, did they really realize in 2019 suddenly they're going to be doing six, 700 words a week on Trent Richardson, Zach Mettenberger, and, and all the rest of these Well, guys? I'm just saying I saw Mettenberger came in 9 of 12, 120 yards. Lit it up. Looks like uh, maybe I'll end up being right about him <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> Guy can't even wake up on time. Um, all right, so the, we mentioned some bargain buys. How about a little buyer beware uh, now I would th- I'm trying to figure out wrap my head around this for this the purpose of this exercise. If it's a buyer beware, the scientists are going to probably have them lower on the list, right? Or is that not how it works? Are there are, does the talent level outweigh you know the possibility of a bad deal? Take me through it. Take me through the well, thought that's process. A good, it's guys. a good question. So Trent Brown is someone I would want to stay away from. He's but first he- on my list. And where is he on your top one? But he still made it to 31, which I think... First on my buyer beware list. Oh, okay. So Wes had him even a little higher than I did. I think I had him about 40. Wes had him 25. You also had Donovan Smith higher than Trent Brown, which I was surprised at. Either way, it's like this is a guy who's had major weight problems, whose system made him look better than he really was. But he can probably be an okay tackle. So you still, like, put him in the top 50, Dan. They're just going to pay him, like, uh, you know, way too good money. Doesn't Donovan Smith Smith fit into that too, where there's this position scarcity? So it's like we got to sign someone to play tackle. I would put Jawan James them. in there too. Three guys who aren't very good. The Dolphins have been trying to get rid of Jawan James, and when you're when you're the Dolphins' offensive line and they're <laughs> trying to get rid of you, you're not very good. He's someone though. I think of all these guys, will maybe get paid the most. Uh, I, I do. Not I've, I've asked around a little bit on on this one, and it, people think he could be a top ten to twelve. PFF certainly sees him as a as a good tackle, as an above average starter. And there are people around the, I, that I've heard kind of think he's he's the guy that might be the 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 bell of the ball of all these guys. I would. Um, I'll have a sandwich that Donovan Smith gets more than Juwan well, getting tagged, so it's not even going to matter, I don't think. But back to what you were saying when we were talking about Bell, Wes. Would you rather spend a little extra money on Bell, even though you could find running backs that get it, like in the middle rounds of a draft, or do you want to throw funny money at these guys that just seem like a total roll of the dice in this market? No, I don't like this tackle market. There are some centers available, Mitch Morris and, and Matt Paradise, <laughs> who I think would be good signings. But these guys, I, I think it's buyer beware on all three of those tackles. And and what drives me crazy about the NFL sometimes is Trent Brown, the Patriots, Evan Silva says this all the time, they're so far ahead of the rest of the league. They take a guy who was a right tackle – because they need a creative solution at left tackle. They put Trent Brown on the, Temp Brown on the left side, and now everybody's going to want to pick him up as a left tackle just because the Patriots played him there. Yeah, that's fair. And basically gave up nothing for him. I mean, that's the thing. We're, these, these lists, let's be honest. You know, Be careful here. This is your bread and butter, bro. I mean, what do we know? Matt, Matt it's tough to rank don't Mitch what, Morris don't and do Matt what do Paris. We know. That's all I'm saying. It's tough. Like, we can base – it's tough. We're just doing the best Stay we can. Stay behind the curtain. What Oz. are the odds that Mitch Morris uh, – he missed 14 games to injuries the last two years, and he's going to get paid like a star? Like, we think he's solid, but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that if I were you unless it was like 3 in the morning in like a quiet beer den and you <laughs> – We were, think I mean, he's – You don't admit that look, to anyone during the week. We think he's solid, but I'm not, not breaking, I'm, no. not breaking down Foolish. Morse tape. 
Here I am. I'm trying to sell you guys, and I got the guy saying we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> right. We're not breaking down we Moore's for? tape, but we have data. We know that yes. the Chiefs' offense has a good running game and passing game with him calling the shots on the offensive line. KFAB. You ever hear of that? KFABE in yes. wrestling? Don't, don't be afraid yeah. to lean into that a little bit. Say you are all-knowing. People mm. will believe you. Yeah. How do you think half the people in this industry are millionaires right now? All right, you want to get Lean into it, guys. You want to? Hey, here's a buyer beware that you might not expect. Yeah. How about Landon Collins? Are we are we that sure that Landon Collins is a great great player? If uh, now there's talk he's possibly going to get tagged, although there's a little conflicting talk about that out there out there. That the big talk and Sean O'Hara said it on her Twitter that they didn't put him in a good position last year because he was in coverage too much. How much do you want to pay a safety that isn't really that good in coverage in the year 2019, who hasn't really graded out that well over the last two years? He's got a big name, and I think he would improve your team, but you're going to have to probably pay him as the number one safety in the NFL. He's number 10 on this list, Wes. I put him high, too. We both put him high. I don't know. My answer to Greg would be, yes, I'm confident he's a very – I don't know about great, but I don't think that he's a free agent. Are you really going to get a great player in free agency? But he's very good, and he was a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate in 2016. To me, that puts you on another level. And the way these contracts work out, it's like he might be your safety for the next two seasons. Right. Yes. I agree with that. That's one way the NFL has gotten smarter. I mean, these are all like two-year contracts. Three, if you're a super – if you're Le'Veon Bell, you can maybe work out that it's three. Maybe Landon Collins will be three, and the rest are one or two. I would answer your Landon Collins with Teddy Bridgewater. That is a huge buyer beware. But is he going to get a huge contract, though? I feel like he's going to get like, a two-year deal from I someone. I, I guess it depends on how desperate a team like maybe the Redskins get. Redskins? I don't know. Who else is going we, after? Yeah, Why do we, you say that, Wes? Buyer beware? Yeah. Well, week 17 game tape for one. Number two, he was knocked for his slight build coming into the league. And we just have no way of knowing if this guy can survive a 16-game season full of hits. I put him uh, a lot higher than West did. I had him 23. I think West had him about 40-something. Because I feel like at quarterback, they're all getting premiums. I mean, Nick Foles is, what, our number seven guy? If if, if there's like a one-in-three chance that you found a, a even Andy Dalton-level quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater – then you got to rank him high. Like, even the chance. You don't, really. Like, I don't want to rank he's... Tyrod Taylor high because I know what he is, and it's not what I want at quarterback. I think, yeah, we disagreed on Tyrod a lot, too. I think backup quarterback is, like, a really valuable position, and Tyrod Taylor is a great backup quarterback. I agree he's a great backup and quarterback. And so that's, to me, much more valuable than a lot of the guys that are on this list towards the end. I would, like, that's just what quarterback is. And that's why I put Bridgewater so high, too, that, like, if there's a one-in-two chance that he could come in and spark and, and help you out, then, like, that's a chance worth taking. And I don't think you'd have to pay that much. I'll throw out another buyer beware. Uh, number 36 on this list, and I know he had the big hit that essentially put the Rams in the Super Bowl. Uh, but Dante Fowler? Yes. Uh, people, uh, every team, uh, you can never have enough guys on the, on the edge that can go get the quarterback and be an impact player, and that's what Fowler came in the league or the Jaguars thought he was that. I think he was the number three overall pick. And he's flashed, of course, but he only had four sacks uh, last year. He's, I think, entering now, what, his age 27, age 28 season. Is this the guy, 
is this who he is? That he's a guy that in fits and spurts is an impact guy that can cause a ruckus, but he's never going to be truly a dominant presence. I think he'll get overpaid because people want to look at the impact plays he does make occasionally and think they can get more. Some of his ruckus has been caused inside his own locker room over the years too. So it's is the overall package reliable? I think those are fair points. I loved what he put on tape at the end of last year, the final month and a half of the season. I thought he was outstanding, and I think that some of his lack of production is because he didn't get a lot of snaps behind Yannick Ngakwa. But he, I, I agree, Dan, that he's someone to worry about because he sort of checks every box of like a total free agent bust. I mean, he was maybe the Rams' best defensive player in the playoffs, him and Aaron Donald, but he was as... He was almost as impactful. But here's a top draft pick. Those guys always get overpaid. Uh, He's had a ton of off-field problems, work ethic issues. Teammates don't seem to like him. Has gotten traded. And then just had this little spurt right before he gets to the contract mm. you know, time that gets everyone excited and gets you suspicious. a huge contract. I'm, no, let's I don't, let's I don't, be fair about suspicious. the teammate thing, though. Like when he was going to their playoff run with the Rams, a lot of Jaguars were pulling for him and said so on social media. Yeah, and we also have we have no idea about 94 to 8 percent of what's going right. on. Right. The, the teammate fight thing, though, that wasn't the first time, though, that Fowler – Got in the news of being uh, like kind of a. Nugget. Does anybody remember the TMZ footage of his the yes. two girlfriends going at each other and him being a referee? That that was a little bit of a lot of magnifico <laughs> for me. I got to be honest. With I you. mean, or he's desirable. I mean, there's well, that certainly. Too, you know. I mean, I've never had women do that for me, but you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to champion for it. No, that's like fair. you, Mark. No, I'm just saying that maybe there's an aspect to that that suggests that there's something about him that uh, humans are inter- in- interested in. I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. We have some breaking news from my email box. You guys may not care, but I care. Mirta Antonio breaks the news that my FedEx wardrobe box, which has been lost for three weeks in America, has been located. They have a new tracking number, and it's coming home to Los Angeles. I'm excited. This This is a shocking turn of events. This one matters to me because I was plugged in on this. They thought that my box was lost initially, and I lost an entire bag of luggage from the Super Bowl last year. It is a huge offseason pain in the butt. No longer for you. I'm happy for you. I just just followed up to see, okay, now that it's been three weeks, what is the process to get compensated? Because they're not finding this box and she breaks the news that they've they've turned it up we'll see what's in let me i let me just i first of all i'm very happy for you because that sucked that it disappeared for this long i will temper it by just saying we don't know we have no idea like dante fowler there are some red flags here we have no idea where that box has been in these three what's been happening for those who's been wearing these clothes what have they been sopping up liquids and other things with yeah with your your, with your trousers who knows who has been out on the town in memphis wearing some um you know pretty stylish black hoodies snug you know a little tight a rather small small man yeah we know that (laughs) it's got to be small the box went to memphis or a husky child it went to memphis it was at some (laughs) facility and then it just went off the radar. It was containing, you know, really a lot of work. I, I, I've, you know, missed it. But my wife, my poor wife, I kind of li- who bought this wardrobe was really annoyed for me because I was kind of pushing her to buy well, more because stuff. Because we kept lately. asking, you know, Greg's what's going on with this, and I, I, I always sensed like a low level of panic. Like either I A, you just worried. assumed it was going to show up, or B, like. Don't need the clothing. I wasn't that worried. I figured as long as I I would get upset the moment that I found out they weren't going to pay me for it. But I was like, well, if they pay you for it, it's fine. One of the great breakout stars of Super Bowl week, Mirta. Yeah. She did a nice job. She yeah, did a good work. Job. Sorry. All right, congratulations, Greg. I mean, outside of I, mean, I, I saw this just now but... coming in, and I was pretty 
I'm so are we blaming Merita right. for losing the box to begin with? No, or is not, she at getting all. Free not at all. She just though, saying, just the total she free though pass. you gotta ask worked. the question. Yeah. She helped me out. No, quite a bit. she went and found that box. It was FedEx. I claim her to be helpful also, but I think it's fair to like run a full investigation. Mark as a journalist. Yeah. It's just like what's her role in that? The Jesse Smollett controversy uh, with that the actor, the shamed actor. Like somebody had to ask the question. That's all. It's not always the answer you want. No. Sorry. Right. Let's head back into the lab. We got to go. <laughs> Columbo get back over into here. It. All right. Let's talk about some. Uh, let's talk about some names, brand names mm. that are on this list. Some of them maybe you would be surprised that they're a little lower than you'd expect. I'll start right at number 61 uh, with a man with uh, a hot bod and, and great hair, and the ladies love him. Clay Matthews, uh, he he was tortured, emotionally tortured by the new rules of the NFL, <laughs> and I don't think he was ever the same after what happened in, the, in September of this year, getting some sacks taken away and some ridiculous uh, roughing the passer calls. But in general, Clay Matthews has not been the same guy for a couple of years now. And the fact that, that he potentially, the Packers are going to let him go, one of the more popular players of the last decade in Green Bay, I imagine, Wes, is a, a red flag in itself. It's a huge red flag, and I think an even bigger red flag is that his backup, Kyler Fackrell, had three times as many sacks as him, and you might say, oh, yeah, but he's still getting to the quarterback. He's still putting heat on opposing passers. Not really. He rarely, <laughs> he rarely even affects a quarterback. And now, you, like you said, Dan, maybe that's – he went into a funk with the – they did take two sacks away from him with those silly rules. I'm, that would send yeah, me in an existential funk. He He's the type of guy – he's the type of free agent Yeah, I don't want. You know, at, at this stage of his career where he's coming from his original team and he's still going to get that, like, mid-level contract where it's not – he's not, no, not a bargain yet. Like, I'd rather have Terrell Suggs, who's just going to be, like, a one-year deal. Like, everyone knows who Terrell Suggs is. I'll take the one-year deal. He helps you out. Or like a Shaq Barrett, who's kind of a young, up-and-coming guy who hasn't gotten to play a lot, whereas Matthews is somewhere in between that. I don't want any part of it. Study the game, not the name, right, Wes? Exactly. How about Randall Cobb, his teammate, 10 spots down on this list? Uh, Mark, he's essentially disappeared, it seems, uh, after what really was trending as a long, successful career. And there were some injuries involved, but he kind of disappeared in Mike McCarthy's offense is he a guy that you'd like to take a flyer on if you're a GM? I, I wouldn't because I just think you could probably find the the younger, less, injure, in, less injury history version of this. But I understand why someone's going to because I, I'm not saying a GM is going to champion this. But in general, these guys, why they're these name brands is they're in primetime games like six or seven times a year. They're in playoff runs. And you want to hope that you get that last sort of year or two out of them. For me, Randall Cobb, like I, it's just not someone I'd chase down. It's a bit of a mystery player for me. I, I really loved him when he came into the league, and I'm still not sure what exactly happened. It's he, he's one of those guys, that, and they even said this early in his career, like that his size and the aggression that he played the game with, like would he hold up over time? And that might be what it is. Like he played with such a fury at his size that maybe it's just like once you don't have that fury anymore you've been paid a little bit and you've had some injuries it's like it's just not the same well you guys I think Mark mentioned this name earlier in the show Jamison Crowder is who we think Randall Cobb is that's who actually performs in the slot and makes big plays after the catch I, I would save 
I would save the Randall Cobb stuff and just go get Jamison Crowder. So, I mean, what is free agency is not just about who can we print on the week four home game ticket. It's like you want to be Ooh. getting guys in the right age slot, too. I mean, he's 28. Good he's imagery. That's, 31. Nice. That's why you got to have Mark down in the Mark lab. painting a picture over here. All right. Paint a picture with words. Uh, another, oh, wide receiver, so another wide receiver. Another wide receiver just came out uh, right before we went to taping. Met Michael Crabtree, the Ravens, um, um, say goodbye to uh, Crabtree. Um, declining speed at this point. He's 31 years old, but always been a red zone, a good red zone target. What about Crabtree? Is he a guy who helps the team? My problem with Crabtree is that I could tell that he no longer can miss anyone. After, he, can, he can't make anyone miss after the catch. The speed is just not there. And to me, if I'm playing Michael Crabtree, it means I have a problem at that position. I need to get better I, at that position. I kind of, I still Progress don't mind stopper. Crabtree. Progress. I don't stopper. mind Crabtree because I look at it like now teams need four receivers. Like you kind of want four starting-ish receivers. Well, one of those guys has to play special teams. Sure, but you, and he's not that guy, but he's like a possession guy that could have kind of a long, he, a little bit like a very, very poor man's Brandon Marshall or Fitzgerald where he could still be catching those 10-yard passes and doing some things for you as he gets older. Two other big names at the position right behind him on our rankings, some big name value, Kelvin Benjamin. Remember Kelvin Benjamin? He's shot. I mean, I don't want to. But he's like a young yes. guy. Like, I don't get it. He gained nearly 2,000 yards in his I first I thought you were going to say he gained nearly 2,000 pounds. Right. He and Cole Beasley. He doesn't seem to give a damn. That, that would be my biggest concern with Kelvin. His Bates. run in, bu- in Buffalo with a young quarterback was, was, uh, was, yeah, ugly. You would hope maybe he's so cheap now. Him and Cole Beasley are two guys at the end of this list. I don't think are going to get paid much money. I don't know. Some name value. Uh, throw out one more name. Terrell Suggs. T-Sizzle. What do they what do you call it? Sizzle University. Well, I mean, ball, ball so hard. Ball so hard. That guy, yeah. No. Go read an article. That guy's <laughs> no. that guy's lucky to be in football right now. But right. Terrell Suggs has been remarkably productive, uh, well into ball his so 30s. hard. He's probably still, he's Greg. You like guys with low character. Um, he's a guy you would have on your team. I really would because he <laughs> he is about as solid as it gets. You kind of know what you're getting. He's he's like uh, a. He's on the James Harrison plan where you can't quite believe he's still doing it year after year. But try to get around the edge on him. Like if And if he's one-on-one against the right matchup, he's okay. I mean, he's still out there producing. He, I could see him being on the Patriots. He's exactly the type of guy the Patriots would just go get for one more year. That's what the Patriots need right now. Bring Terrell, they need something again. Patriots got to make a move. Kaepernick, Terrell Suggs, something. What are you talking about? To take people's minds off other f- scenarios around the Patriots right now. It's just how you run a business, Greg. You just got to move Terrell attention Suggs away. Is Terrell Suggs the, the psychic uh, you know what? that we need? This is how bad it be. is right now. That would be a, a welcome development. You're not wrong. Along Patriot way. I think the Patriots have so many questions right now get T sizzle in there six-year deal we're gonna be talking talking about it we're gonna be talking talking we're gonna be talking about them next week I think they're gonna be trading I think they're gonna be aggressive I think they're gonna go into this offseason going bananas certainly aggressive you have Tyrod Taylor at 72 real quick note you your caption is a shaky starter on an irrelevant team are you calling well here's Brown irrelevant here's the yes they were they were irrelevant when he was starting they they became relevant when Baker Mayfield here's the thing okay I'll just here's a little peek. Sorry, Mark. A little peek behind the curtain <laughs> as I pick up my uh, contact. Gross. And put it in while I talk. A high end backup on a contender, though. That is also. Good. Here's the thing. Here's a peek behind the curtain. When Wes and I disagree strongly. You're not going to put your contact back on and in front of us, right? It's so gross. Yeah, I am. Uh, when a, Wes and I disagree strongly on a player, if he happens to be 
assigned to write up that blurb, he's going to take it out on me and the player <laughs> by saying, I didn't want this guy this high, so I'm going to bury him. Because I had Tyrod about 60, he had about 110. So what I'm going to do is write a blurb that doesn't really make any sense with where he's ranked just to get back at <laughs> a him. A very confusing user does it, experience. Does it make any sense with where he's ranked? It only makes sense by his whole career. Uh, to me, that is succinct. It's pithy, and it, I nailed the analysis. I mean, you're saying he's worse than like Randall Cobb and like Kenny Vaccaro and whatever. Like, I like a good backup quarterback at the very this least, the a guy who can start five games. That's great. So you get Tyrod Taylor there, and then you you know you're maybe a seven and nine team in the games in which he. Plays. I mean, you're ranking him 30 spots behind Quentin Spain and Darius Phila. He's a known mediocrity. I don't value that quality highly. You guys hate each other. Wow. Um, one more quarterback since we're on the subject, and it's always my favorite part of this countdown, except for the top 99. I didn't even look at that list. What a disgrace. But now that we're back to top 101, I love whoever is the last name on the list. Greg has fought for Geno Smith many, many years. He finally gave up the ghost. Uh, Sam Bradford comes in at 101, the <laughs> former number one overall pick. I wonder what kind of market. I mean, this guy got paid one year and $20 million last year, last year this time. What is his market one year later? Are people, are people, are decision makers in the league finally going to say this dude should not be getting paid like a mid to upper tier quarterback? It's got to be the year, right? Yeah, I agree that it's probably the year. And my sense is that he will be one of those guys that has to wait until June or July. He has to prove that his knee troubles are over. He has to prove he can move well and throw well. And I think teams are going to want to see him actually work out for them. Trevor Simeon, uh, is out there too. That's not a name brand. At quarterback. You guys stop making. No, no, he wouldn't Trevor be one on one. I'm just saying uh, if you need a quarterback. We took the L on that one. <laughs> Maybe Bort, would we, would Bortles even make that one on one? I don't think Ouch. so. I wouldn't want That's, him. He'd be a good one on one too. I think Bradford was nice. There was another option. Bortles would be a good Bradford was legitimately one on one. We usually, you know, reverse it a little bit. Yeah, we reverse engineer it to make it fun because he's at one on one forever. No matter who's cut, no matter who's tagged, <laughs> he just stays there. Frank Gore was another option who was in the ballpark. Uh, but, you know, um, real quick, a quick aside. This list does get a lot of um, views. It, the NFL really pumps this thing up. They promote it a lot. Anybody's co- that's come after you guys um, as a pair or individually in the past about their blur oh, yeah. or where their numbers are. Throw, throw a couple names out there. Well, there is – I forget the guy's name, but an agent for one – I think it was – Oh, many, yeah. Jared Allen's agent went to Ian Rappaport and said, this guy, Westling or Rosenthal or whatever, they, they have no idea what they're talking about. And it's because we didn't rate like an age 36 Jared Allen as a top 20 <laughs> – free agent or something it's it's funny though because do they often come to you and get your phone number and call you up or is it usually going to like Rappaport or Garofolo or Mike Silver and being like talk to these clowns back second in hand City. you get it or do you get I, it first hey, hand? who was the 49er safety who wanted to kick your butt good luck trying that that Whitner Hitner yeah Hitner was not happy <laughs> well he got a contract too I mean no longer in the league it's like but. let me cha- let me have a nickname let me get as close to the biggest monster of the 20th century they, I'm gonna I call me Hitner. I mean, that's his last name. That's not an uh, Whitner. Is his. Last, I know, I'm with Dan on this one. Maybe stay away from Hitner. Sure, yeah. There's been a few. Yeah, the players players don't like it. I think there was a guy in the one of the Bills secondary guys was upset last year. Hmm. It happens. I was hoping for a name uh, brand in this uh, category. Although the Jared Allen one was saucy. Yeah, I never really. I was like, hey, how about you? You should represent players and let us grade 
grade them. Yeah, I mean, do your job. We'll do ours. Uh, let's talk a little scientist heat here. Uh, na- players, because the way you guys figure this out, right, you both come up with your 101s and then you average it, essentially? Or is there a discussion? It's a, it's kind of a uh, the process. Uh, and- we average it out. There used to be then – after the averaging, a discussion, but now we're just kind of mailing it in. All right. Again, <laughs> stop pulling back the curtain. Do you want to be a millionaire, Greg? Yes or no? I'm trying to get you there. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you know everything. There's no. You're 110% in on this exercise. We are. We put a lot of work into it. I just those the conversations don't happen because they never really improve the list that much. We just would get annoyed at each other. Tyrod right, Taylor came up already. Uh, you guys were on different pages with that, uh, so the number is a little wonky as a result. Teddy Bridgewater, we mentioned. How about the Eastern Block? Margus Hunt, Wes. I know you like yourself, some Margus Hunt. Apparently, this, Greg, not so much. Greg could accuse me of saying that this guy's a one-year wonder, but to me, he was a great fit in that defense with Matt Eberflus, and he was throughout the entire season one of the most disruptive defensive tackles in the NFL. I want that. That, that's well, exactly what I want. Why would they not go back and get him again? He's older than you would think. He came into the league old, and I think he's 32 years old now, so I think he might have trouble getting like a three- or four-year deal. Well, so there's some guys you just got to stand on the table for. You know what I mean? When you're making these lists, you almost got to overrank them because that's just like your guy. And that's Marcus Hunt for Wes. I would say I'm pretty high on Marcus Hunt. I, I had him ranked in my top 60. I mean, he's a guy who hasn't— That's not that high for as well as he played last year. The number one eyebrow arch, though, in this exercise. I mean, he doesn't rush the passer at all, so you can— Well, that's just not true. I mean, he had about 15 pressures. Well, they changed his position halfway through the year, so he was rushing the passer early and getting to the passer often, and then they changed him to nose tackle, and then Danico Autry started getting to the passer because Marcus Hunt was taking up two (laughs) defenders on every play. I really like him. Do I like him more than—let's just look at the names right in front of him. Henry Anderson? No. Uh, you know, in terms of pass rushers, Suggs, uh, no. You know, I think he's a nice he's a nice player. It is the, 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 the number one eyebrow raiser in this exercise for me is why is this guy hitting the market? What do the Colts see that they're like, eh? Well, age, I think. Take our chances. But that's – Well, they're probably going to try to sign him. It's just whether, whether they want to pay him how much – because this is a guy who has not made a ton of money in his career, and this is probably his best chance to score a big contract. Tyrell Williams, you guys were not on the same page about. Whoa. I was surprised that. by that because he's a charger. Yeah. <laughs> Greg loves the Chargers. Where did you like? Where did you have him, Greg? Where did Wes have him? Wes had him very high, I think in the top 30. To me, he's a nice rotational guy. Like kind of how we were talking about a, a, you need, every team needs three or four receivers. He could be one of those three or four, but he's been in a great, great situation in Los Angeles, and that's kind of what he is. He's a 600, 700-yard type of guy. Wait, hasn't he been a 1,000-yard guy? Yeah, when they were hurt. You're right. And I think if another team signs him to be their outside deep threat, he's going to he's gonna be a pretty good signing. He does do something that almost no one on this list does, which is, like, go deep. Like, those guys just don't get to free agency, which is why I think, like, Deshaun Jackson, for instance. I mean, he had a 70-catch, 1,059-yard, 7-TD season two years ago. Sure. Um, finally, if you're if your team, your favorite team, so we already battled about a lot of the ones. Yeah, it's I, good. Tyrod, Teddy, it was all good organic convo. Um, <laughs> positions of depth. Jawad James. If you are a team that's in the market for defensive line and safety, those are two positions, uh, scientists, where there's a lot of options and you could go get your guy right now. 
I think defensive line is the deepest. Um, safety's pretty deep, and I think you can even throw running back in this year as a pretty deep group. Kicker. I mean, we didn't even get to Steven Goskowski is available. Jason Myers is available. We got some kickers. It's crazy because the draft, they talk about the draft, it's not deep in all these positions, but if you're looking for defensive line, there's more than enough, way more than enough. So suddenly it's like, how does that impact? Are you going to go spend and blow your entire budget it's, on a veteran? It's a good point that that could depress some values out there. Like we disagreed. Another name was Malcolm Brown of the Patriots a lot. It was a former first-round pick who kind of fell out of favor. Like guys like that might not get paid very much because there's so many good guys in the draft that teams are going to look for. You're not going to want to hear this, Greg, because he's like a 40-time Super Bowl champion now. But uh, Guskowski? He's my new Dalton line for kickers. Well, he's good at right kicker. Well, he's getting older. He's the primary. How's that article you know? doing in the metrics uh, hunt? Uh, it's coming place. together. It actually would probably do decent. I think it probably would. <laughs> it would do fine. <laughs> yeah. But he's my new Dalton line. That's where he is now. What? He's a, he's been, over the course of his career, he's one of been the best kickoff guys in the league. What does that mean so anymore? underrated. Like in the year 2019, what does it mean to be a good kickoff guy? when just about anybody can kick it out of the end zone when they want to, and certain guys like Belichick will say, hey, I don't want you to kick it there. I want you to put it between right. five and the goal line. So he's really good at that. But a lot of kickers could be good at that if they were asked to do it. I just Maybe. don't know and if, if being a good kickoff guy has that much value anymore. It doesn't have as much, you're right, but there's still about 10, 12 teams with guys that can't do kickoffs all the time. So that's 10, 12 teams with a significant disadvantage to me, and Gustowski can do it. And on the other end of uh, the spectrum here, if you are a team, Mark, uh, that's looking to build some weapons, uh, if you want a tight end who could bust down the seam and split a defense wide open, spill their guts all over the (laughs) turf, if you want a a wide receiver on the outside, um, this is not the free agent class for you. And also, and this is an annual thing, if you're looking for O-line help, it's just always going to be a scarcity of linemen, and you're going to look to the college game to find a younger solution. And that seems to extend more and more to the college game, too, where it's like it's – I don't know. Maybe it's just a trend, but it's like how many drafts in a row where it's like, well, there's one or two tackles, but there aren't many more. It's just because we aren't – you know, how many people are being raised on farms like throwing animals over fences anymore? People are just <laughs> Thank God that's and lamer. Another reason and, why he's down in the lab. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> – like you're, the the society is growing weaker, and so poor, these poor like pigs. beefy dudes that just want to get hit four billion times are there's a less of a flock of them. Cook is number twenty six on the list. Jared Cook, and we talked about him earlier. Who is the next tight end? Is it boy? My, is it my boy Eifert? Like yeah. he is indeed, and, and that's all the way down at eighty eight. Who's the number one wide receiver in the market right now? Jameson Crowder. Golden Tate, maybe. Golden Tate. Yeah. You got John Smokey Browns in there Ira somewhere. Williams. Devin Funches is a guy that I want to see what he gets paid because I never thought he was a good player, but he is one of those big outside receivers who don't make a free agency. He'd scare me if I needed to rely on him for much. Yeah, he he looks – every once in a while he'll look great for about five weeks. That's it. Um, Finally, I just – boys, I wanted to uh, revisit last year's top ten. And see where you oh, guys I hate feel. This well, this is after the feel. tags got you know applied and after you know, the and tags, people and were what, what a joke that we even had Drew Brees on this list last year. But I get that he had to be there. Technically speaking, he was a free agent, signed a two-year, fifty million dollar deal. Kirk Cousins at number one, and it's amazing how much everyone spoke about Kirk Cousins and then what he delivered on the field and what now his the way people view Kirk Cousins now seems to be different now. 
a year later. Well, that's another argument that Wes put forward. You better have an offensive line before you th- plug these people in. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees was number two, and, got, and Dominican Sue was three. Allen Robinson, four. Honey Badger, five. We didn't talk about Honey Badger because he's a free agent and again uh, after a, a solid year in Houston. Sheldon Richardson, six. Also a free agent again. Trying to get a Down long-term deal. Uh, Sammy Watkins at seven. Andrew Norwell at eight. Kyle Fuller at nine. And Case Keenum was number 10. Where's Case this year? Oh, he's still on the team. He's, yeah, he's still on the team. I mean, he's going to get cut soon, yeah. I think. Where would he fall on this list? I would put him probably. 101? No, I would have him somewhere around the Teddy Bridgewater range. Really? I would definitely have him lower than that. But yes, For the record, Teddy Bridgewater was Rod. number 13 on your list after the tags last year. Oof. I would rather. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we definitely, some of those. Bradford went from Kyle, 14 to 101. Kyle, Kyle Fuller was a, was quite a value. Not that he totally got out there. And you seem like you could find good cornerbacks. There's a decent amount of good cornerbacks this year, too, and you could find them, whereas those quarterbacks and Sammy Watkins got overpaid. There you go. I mean, that tells us that good five stuff, or guys. six of the top, 30 will be right back on the market a year from now. I think not that's more. I think, yeah, I think that's low. Well, there's certain guys like, Sh- and I know we're trying to go like, there's certain guys that are now just one year guys. Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson is just like, we don't trust you for more than one year. We're happy to have you come in. We'll, we'll pay you for one year. And then don't get behind the wheel of a car. I'd, I'd argue that almost every free agent is a one year guy. You never know how they're going to do Space. with a new team and whatever you get, you better get up front because you could be out in a minute. Pull that quote. Bang. Smell you later. There you go. Again, (laughs) check it out. The top 101 free agents. (laughs) Every time Dan is totally over and ready to say goodbye, he just goes, smell you later. (laughs) That's how we know. NFL.com slash top 101 free agents. And uh, come on, uh, downstairs. Can we just make it NFL.com slash top 101? I say the same thing every year. That is not a good vanity URL, but that's what it is. NFL.com slash top 101 free agents uh, to see the whole list that is – it's changing. What's the word they use that it, when it, it's something that – It's a living document. A living document. That's exactly what I was looking for. Evolving. Sure. That's Li- fine too. Living, breathing document is what they would call it in the yes, corporate sector. above the treetops, certainly. Um, so you could check in on that list to see where people have signed – uh, if uh, Greg and Wes secretly decide somebody ended up too high and then they sneakily change it like they did this morning with a player, I won't say who it was. Um, <laughs> that So you could always – rankings can move out of nowhere sometimes. Well, they, we should be done with that gerrymandering. Well, why not? Well, we're not allowed to change our minds? I mean uh, – I mean, Gennaro was not thrilled that we were making the change. And nor was I on the topic. Why not? Well, really? It's you like, send it live. That's what you're sending out to the people. We change our opinions about things you all the time. You have weeks to decide what the what the rankings are. I like that you're holding our feet to the fire here. I mean, it's like a final edit of a film. <laughs> Trying to make that, you like, guys millionaires you know, over I, here. I, I, a little tough love is maybe what we need. Mark, next year. I know we don't even realize that we have to do it until the day it comes out, and then we get mad that we don't have our own list. Yeah. This is the year that we, the work. we put our heads together. Make yeah, a I mean, I guess list. I don't really feel that mad about it. This felt like uh, as much as I need right. to be involved. I'm going solo then. I'm doing my own top 101. <laughs> no, F that. I'm doing a top 102 next year. That will get the people talking. I will really want to read this. I will join you, but I, it's not something that I think about. got to be like, all I'll, in, though. Well, West. I'll work towards that. Let's go to like 111. <laughs> Their actual this is raw how the list has like 160. Three, so. three ones. Yeah, um, we, wrote, we wrote blurbs for way more than 101. 
Oh yeah, we got like a hundred. Got to fill them in. We got hundred and forty because once people start getting, you know, who knows? Smart, smart. Thank you for giving us a roadmap uh, when Mark and I have <laughs> your competition next year. Uh, all right, we're on a plane tomorrow to Indianapolis. God willing, that plane lands, uh, and, and we will deliver to you two more episodes of the podcast, so you'll get a show on Wednesday late afternoon um, here in the States, and then um, another show that will go up live early, early Friday, so you'll have it for your commutes. And on Thursday, yes, at 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern, um, 9.30 in London, I suppose, maybe, uh, we will have our Twitter show. From the field at Lucas Oil Stadium, we'll have some special guests, so it's a good show to check out if you haven't yet. That's it. That's it. Did you enjoy? Did you learn? I did. Yeah, this was really cool. <laughs> Feel that enthusiasm. Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. To Indy! This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 